Maybe I'm amazed at the way you hold me down the line. You love me all the time. Maybe I'm amazed at the way I really love you. Welcome, 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 my friends, to the show that never ends. This is Back from the Brink. I'm Todd Brinker, and will be joining us shortly. This is the after show for the On the Brink morning show from KCA Radio. That is in San Bernardino on the Inland Empire, 1050 AM and 106.5 and 102.3 FM. That's right. And now we are streaming back from the brink, streaming live. Unless, of course, you're watching or listening to the podcast, in which case, uh, then we're not live. It's recorded. Please don't hold me responsible for things that have happened since I have recorded this because I didn't know. Wah, wah, wah. I didn't know. What happens in the future, I don't know. When you may be listening to this, it could be in the future. It's like time travel. Um, so lots of stuff going on out in the world. Um, you know, I'm a photographer. I, I taught photography. I enjoy photography. It is something fun to do. I love beautiful imagery and traveling places and getting pictures or sometimes just taking amazing pictures walking around my neighborhood. Um, I think you can do a lot of wonderful things that way. One of the things that I do is I follow what's going on in cameras, and there's been a huge trend lately of moving away from, um, at least at the professional level, starting to move away from um, digital single-lens reflex cameras where through a system of mirrors you see out through the lenses so you can see what actually is being taken, and instead going to um, uh, mirrorless cameras so that you see through the lens, but you see what is being captured by the image the sen- image sensor inside the camera by looking at a screen, either on the back of the camera or through a viewfinder. And so you still see what's going on, um, and historically those have been... Um, it's been difficult to get good quality images through the viewfinder because you can't see as well as you can through just a mirror and see what's going on. But that has changed. There are phenomenal um, mirrorless cameras being made today. Um, some of the best are uh, are uh, the Nikon Z7 and Z6. Um, uh, and I am a Nikon camera guy, so I, I have lots of Nikon lenses, and there's an adapter to allow me to use the older lenses on the newer cameras. But um, uh, recently released, the uh, Panasonic Lumix G100 is a really impressive camera and in terms of um, some of its capabilities and uh, it uh, you know has it, it works on the micro four thirds inter- interchangeable lenses which is a standard for the um, industry and it's not necessarily professional level but it's a smaller camera that a lot of people if you're out and about and you need a lens that's better than what you can get on your phone because let's face it the best phone most people have with them these days or, or the best camera that most people have with them is their phone but uh, if you want something that's smaller and still somewhat pocketable and you need a zoom lens because say your kid's playing basketball or playing football or swimming or water polo or uh, soccer, and you just need a lens that will zoom out and get that for you better, then you really still need a a camera with that. And there's some with built-in zooms, but the interchangeable lens cameras are are probably the way to go. And quite honestly, a lot of people um, 
would be more than happy with the Micro Four Thirds lenses. And you can get Micro Four Thirds systems from Panasonic. Uh, uh, Sony has some. The uh, uh, Olympus has them. And so there's uh, Fuji has them. There's lots of companies that make Micro Four Thirds sized cameras. And uh, it's... It's, uh, you know, so it's nice because you can use any lens. You can get a deal on a lens from one company and it'll work on the other company's cameras just fine. Um, so anyway, uh, if you're interested in something like that, I suggest checking out the Panasonic G100. It's um, a pretty capable camera. Um, uh, it's um, supposed to start shipping in August, but you can go online and start reading about it and see what kind of features you want. It's going to be about 750 bucks for the for the camera body and then obviously you'll have to buy some lenses so it's not cheap but if you want to be able to get some really good shots of uh your kids at a distance uh assuming that someday they get to go back and play their sport right um then something like the micro four thirds camera systems uh make a lot of sense for people as opposed to say going to like i mentioned the the nikon z series the z6 uh is you know fifteen hundred dollars so twice that for just the body give or take a few hundred dollars, and the Z7 is is closer to three thousand dollars for that same setup. So, um, you know, yeah, they take marginally better images, and they give you more um, manual dials to get to some of the setups, so you can quickly change setups. But if you're not a professional photographer, you don't need that stuff. A, uh, a G100 or any of the Micro Four Thirds cameras, quite frankly, can do. Um, uh, pretty much the same image and the same quality overall when you look at the finished product of the picture. Um, and let's face it, most people, when they're out taking pictures, are going to leave everything in program mode or automatic mode and let the camera make most of the decisions. Um, you know, I strongly suggest that if you find you enjoy taking pictures, that you play around with it um, and do some of the settings manually and see what you get. But uh, the G100, by the way, has a 20.3 megapixel sensor, which is... Um, not only more pixels than most camera phones um, in the phones, but it also the sensor is significantly larger, uh, which means it captures more light. So, you know, it's going to get some really good pictures off of it. Um, so anyhow, check it out. Um, you know, like I said, Olympus also makes a series of Micro Four Thirds cameras. I have an Olympus Micro Four Thirds uh, OEM 5, um, and it's a great... Um, Great little camera. Uh, that one is weather sealed. They make a, a OM10 that is uh, even less expensive and uh, and is uh, really really affordable. And then a more professional OM1 uh, in that same line. But they all take the same quality of pictures. The same stuff. It's just a matter of features and functions and how many of those features and functions are buried in menus versus have a knob or a switch so that you can get to it quickly because. Professional photographers want knobs and switches to be able to get to those settings and make changes on the fly quickly and not have to drill down into electronic menus to make changes. And so um, that's generally the difference between most uh, professional cameras and the um, cameras that, that the public would buy is that they save a lot of money. Oh, here's Aaron. Hi, Aaron. How you doing? I'm doing super, doing super. 
I was just talking about um, how, you know, eventually when people's kids are going back and starting to play sports, that they might want to invest in a camera that has interchangeable lenses so that they can zoom in and see the kid out on the soccer field instead of just having a dot. And, you know, that your, your, the camera in your phone is a great camera for a lot of things, but taking sports pictures is, one, is not one of them, you know. And, so, uh, but let me ask you something yeah. because I have tried to, so I've had cameras that, uh, that have a zoom that allow mm-hmm. me to take pictures, but you know, I'm not, I, I'm just not good at that. I'll get, it'll be blurry because they're moving or because, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the light isn't good or, you know, whatever. So, you know, how do you, is there a camera that can help idiots do that? Well, well, I mean, yeah, there are cameras out there that have, um, some, uh, stabilization built into the body and over the lens so that that helps with camera shake um and obviously the further you zoom out the more that's going to be a problem because uh, a small shake in your hand will change what's seen in the lens by instead of a few inches to a few feet to a few yards you know at a distance because you're looking further away um so you've got to be careful and learn to kind of you know hold your breath when you take the picture and be as steady as you can um but beyond a shake in the lens there's mm -hmm. a there's the shake, you know, there's the fact that the, my kid is running on the field. Right. So you've got to learn to kind of pan with them. Um, and there's a certain amount of that. Part of that is is using uh, a shutter speed that's fast enough to stop the action. And most cameras today, for, for amateurs to use, you don't have to worry about trying to change shutter speed and aperture and figure out what's the right setting for this. Most of them have settings for, like, sports or fireworks or or um, you know, up close stuff like taking pictures of flowers and things. So you use one of the smart settings in there. Um, I was talking specifically about the micro four thirds cameras for people because although for professionals they um, tend to be a little uh, a little small, um, that for most people you know you've got uh, a ton of different lenses available, and um, and so there's a lot of options there, and they're all twenty to twenty four megapixels of, of resolution. Um, you know, and so you need a combination of two things. You need light because that's what you're capturing and, and how, how open, you know, the, the shutter is, um, you know, the Panasonic has just announced a G100, which is about a $750 camera that uses the micro four thirds lenses, um, has a 20 megapixel sensor, can do 4k video as well as, uh, you know, do those kinds of things that you would want to do that your your phone camera can't do, um, and so you know it's it's a pretty good camera. Uh, it's you know I think a good option for parents um, who want to get that ability to get that picture of their kid farther away and still get a picture and recognize who they are. Um, but it's one of several in that general range, you know. I mean, Panasonic makes them, uh, Olympus makes them, Fuji makes them. There's a lot of uh, manufacturers of micro four-thirds cameras out there. Um, and they take some really, really good pictures and give you some flexibility that you just don't get when you whip out your phone. Right. Right. Well, that's true. Um, you know, I... Uh, uh... I get now with this phone, I get really good pictures. My last phone, I, I had dropped it and the camera wasn't really working well. And so I went out and I bought a camera that's got lots of, of settings on it that, that an idiot like me can use and still take somewhat decent pictures. Um, uh, so, um, and it is a little Canon, you know, 
little good little camera. Um, so I was able to get some some really nice, like zoomed in pictures of wildlife at the living desert and, um, you know, pictures of family that were nice and crisp and looked good. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, so I'm not one who thinks in pictures. I think in words, right. you know, when I when I, you know, for social media, I don't think about pictures very often, but I'm starting to take more pictures now. Yeah. Um, so that my Instagram is not empty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the things one of the things that I do is when somebody gets a new camera, um, I either recommend to them or I get them a copy of How to Shoot or How to Photograph Absolutely Everything by Tom Ang. It's a you can get it as a paperback for like twenty five bucks, and it uh, talks about how to think about taking lots of different kinds of pictures. And I love the way it's laid out because you can flip through and see a, a you know he's got example pictures. And you can see a picture, and then he tells you how to take that picture, whether it's with a, um, uh, a camera in your phone or a camera, you know, like a, a digital um, um, fourth micro four thirds or a you know digital SLR or whatever kind of digital camera you're going to use. Um, but uh, you know, so it just it's it's a reference book to start teaching you how to how to use your camera to get some of those images. Um, you know, and if you know you're going to be going to a kid's sports game, flip through the book till you see a picture of some sports, and then he'll explain how that photo was how that photo was taken. So, um, cool. That's yeah. very cool. Yeah, it's a, it's it's an excellent resource. It's available as a Kindle download for 15 bucks if you want to have it with you at all times. Um, so, that's cool. Yeah. So I have recently picked up my paper white again, and I hadn't used it in a long time, and. You know, it's really comfortable for reading. The only mm-hmm. thing that you can't do, so like there's certain books, I had purchased a copy of the King James Bible to read on it. That doesn't work well because, yeah. <laughs> for me anyway, because I want to go back and flip through and yeah. write notes and, and it's just easier with my paper King James Bible and a pencil. Right. Well, I say Kindle. <laughs> I, I read almost all of my Kindle books on an iPad, so I you know have full color and don't don't. I have a Kindle, but I don't do a lot of reading on it. It's actually a better just reading device for a book like this. I would not recommend a Kindle. I would say use an iPad or a tablet. You know, you can use a Fire tablet from Amazon. Um, but yeah, you're looking at color pictures. You want to be able to see the images, right. and and you know, you lose a lot in that kind of book <laughs> when you when you go to a, a black and white only screen. So, um, but yeah, Kindles are, uh, can be amazing things, but certain books. Whoa. That was a truck who wanted to come over and I was apparently in his way. Oh, well, best you move, I guess. <laughs> apparently. Yeah. He wanted over and yeah. you know, uh, he wanted me out of his way. Isn't that, uh, isn't that just kind and generous? I'm like in my lane, dude. I don't know what you want me to do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I was so, recently driving. It seems it seems to me like the freeways of Southern California over the course of COVID, the people who who continue to drive, got used to the idea of going, you know, eighty five, because there was no traffic. Not that it was safe. It's just there's no traffic, so we're going to go eighty five. And now that the traffic is coming back, people are still going eighty five. You know, it used to be yes. Speed limit's fifty five. We go seventy. Speed limit sixty five. We go seventy seventy five. Um, now it seems like if you're going 70, 75, people are blowing past you like you are standing still and giving you the stink eye while doing it. It's like, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just had actually, um, and you say that, I just had that experience. Um, I was not in the fast lane and I was doing well over the speed limit. Let's just put it at that. I'm not going to incriminate myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> and I had a guy kissing my bumper. Yeah. Dude, there's a fast lane right there. Go. It's open. Go over there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If you I'm know? not going and, fast enough for you, then go around me. I'm already yeah, going to the left. To fa- <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude, it's that's what it's there for. Knock yourself out. You know, yeah. and, and this truck, like I said, I, he, I was in my lane. I didn't cut him off. I didn't do anything. I just, he wanted to be where I was. And so he was going to let me know. Yeah. It's like, come on, man. Yeah. So I, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I want an Oompa Loompa and I want it now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Ah, I, uh, people are something else. I, mm-hmm. people are something else. I, I, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what else to say. What a jerk. <laughs> <sighs> that sums it up right there. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's, it is weird what we get used to and what we tolerate and what we, you know, we at some point then step back and go, wait a minute. You know, we were talking on the radio show as we went out about um, politicians. And, you know, I don't think any politicians set out to just say, you say red, I say, you know, I don't know, what's the opposite of red? You say black, I say white, you say green, I say blue. You know, I mean, it's it's just, yeah. it's it's um, it seems like that's what we've kind of spiraled to as a least common denominator now, though. And so you find both political parties... Major political parties um, defending positions that would have been ludicrous a few years ago. I mean, you look at some of the things that um, that the Republican Party was doing, you know, back in, in say Richard Nixon's day, and those are like considered far left positions now. In some cases, yes, you know, and it's like. Wh- how did we get so skewed, you know? And I think it's just the 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 knee jerk reaction of, hey, they're saying this, so we got to say that, you know. And and you just keep doing that over and over, and suddenly it's like you you know you whisper in the ears around the campfire, and by the time it gets back around, you're saying, you know, the green rock crawled across the Christmas tree, and it's like, wait a minute, no, that's not what we that's not what we said <laughs> when we whispered in the ear. Yes, yeah, people are are short tempered. Uh, people have picked sides. You're on my side, or what side are you on? I've been yeah. called a squish, and I've been called wishy-washy because I wouldn't pick an arbitrary side. It's like, no, I have a brain in my head. I'm going to use it, thank you very much. Yeah. And I think you're an idiot for following your side, whatever, blindly. Yeah, yeah, and that's you there's know. there's too much of that just blind, well, this is what the party says, so we're going to toe the party line. Man. <laughs> Really? <sighs> you know, yeah. We didn't elect anybody to toe the party line. We elected you to represent the people. Yeah, exactly. So listen exactly. to the people. You're already doing a cruddy job with yeah. that. Listen to all the people, not only those who tell you things that you your party agrees with. Listen to all of them because you're representing all the people in the area in which you were elected. You know? Even the people who yeah. voted for your... The, your uh, Opposition, you're representing them because you won. So, learn to behave that way. And if we if we could get politicians to do that, uh, we would just be light years ahead of where we are right now in terms of I agree. personal um, uh, or communication and and respect for each other. You know, our 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 leadership 
you know, I, I think that, you know, the people who, who, who run countries or are involved in countries or are believers in countries where we, they don't have um, uh, popular elections, where they don't have government of, for, and by the people are looking at, a, at, at our country right now and going, see, this is why that we don't believe in that, because it just breaks down. And we've got to show them, we've got to find a way to show humanity that, you know, government for, of, and by the people should not perish from this earth, that there's a reason that it exists and that we can find light at the end of the tunnel and find a way to move forward. I actually think that there are there are um, forces that are actively working to undermine um, that gov- they want power for themselves, and so they're actively working to undermine uh, our self governance. Um, oh, know, that's clear. And, and whether that's you know on the right or the left, I you know I think the left is definitely doing doing it. Mm-hmm. I think the right is doing it to some extent, um, but but not mm-hmm. you know. Um, oh, I think both sides are doing it. I think it's not even necessarily the sides. I think they're being manipulated. There's a certain amount of paranoia in my in my view of the world is that I think that both sides are being played by uh Well, by and I'm talking about the people gov- that are playing them. Yeah, but I think that the, the, there there are people of foreign governments and uh and and um uh, interests that are are mucking with our political system on both sides in order to continue to foment anger and hate. Yep. I, and I agree. Our politicians are just dumb enough to fall for it. Useful idiots. Yeah. Useful idiots. Well, and then you have the likes of people like um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who is a Marxist and wants to see us be in a Marxist system because, you know, having everybody be equally poor, um, you know, being like Venezuela eating out of trash cans or being like Cuba with absolutely crumbling infrastructure. Um, you know, they talk about Cuba's healthcare system and yeah, everybody has equally crappy healthcare. Yeah. You know, um, uh, you know, it talk to a Cuban about what life is like in Cuba and they will not tell you that it's wonderful and hunky dory. People, you know, and, and the thing about it is, you know, think about Cuba, for example, people died on mass trying to come to the United States or nearly died or just risked their lives to come to the United States. Disappeared were, in the ocean because they yes. jumped on uh, on a log and called it a raft and tried to get out of there. Yes. And so how how wonderful could it be if people are trying to do that? Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you want to leave the United States, you know, you can tell a lot about a country, about whether, you know, about how wonderful their system is by how many people are, are trying to get out. And in the United States, people, I mean, people are free to come and go as they want, American citizens. You can leave some and live somewhere else or you can stay. Mm-hmm. That's up to you. You know, and people are still trying to come to the United States. So how awful could it really be here? I'm just yeah. tired of people saying that. We're the worst place in the world. No, we're not. Not even close. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that, that uh, you know, for a lot of the world, despite our flaws, we're still the envy. You know, we are the yeah. envy of the world in terms of a place to live, the freedoms that individuals have, the, the right to come and go as you please. Um, you know, and, I mean, that's just evidenced by the people wanting to be here, like you said. And you don't see people lining up to leave to go somewhere else because they think it's better. 
Yeah, I no, that yeah, that's not happening. And 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 if they wanted to, they're free to go. Yep. You know, there are expat communities in many, many countries. Go for it. Yeah, you, yeah. you, you. Yeah, there, there's a minority of people who do decide they want to go live somewhere else. You know, a lot of times it's just because somewhere else is so economically depressed that it's that you can go there as with your retirement from the United States and, and live really, really well. Exactly. You know, it's it's uh, but you have to put up with unstable governments and, and all the issues that, you know, you have in these other places. So, but because we're free, we we can each individually make that choice and go do what we want to do. Yeah. Yay us. You know, it would be nice yay if we would just go rah, rah, yay us a little bit more. Yeah, we've got issues. But, boy, we've just been hammered over the head with how awful and terrible we are. And, and, you know. It, you know. It, it, and even, it wears on you. And, you know, there does. are people, ignorant people, who rip on the United States constantly. And, and a lot of them are young people because we've done a, a really terrible job of um, – uh, teaching history and civics and, and human geography and, you know, these things that, that you need to be able to, to judge where you are in the world, right? I mean, if you, if, you are, if you spend your whole life hearing in school and in university that America is the worst of the worst and you never study or travel outside of the United States um, or maybe you only go to Europe, um, which is another, you know, their 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 mm-hmm. western westernized country, then you think, wow, America is terrible. But but yeah, or you no. you know you go to Acapulco and say Mexico is wonderful. Exactly. Well, you know, you you, you got to get outside the tourist areas if you really want to get a feel for what the rest of the world is like. Yeah, exactly. And people are still trying to come here, so you know, mm-hmm. stop it. I I think that in our in our universities, there's a lot of they're Marxists and they're protected. They're tenured. Right. So, um, you know, they're free to bag on the United States and, and indoctrinate our kids all they want. And uh, I'm sick of it. I'm just sick of it. If you don't like it here, go somewhere else. You know, I understand mm-hmm. wanting to maybe oh, I'm going to change it to the way I want it. Well, who died and made you God? Yeah. Well, they'll say that's part of the freedom that we have, right? Is that that we have the freedom to stay here and complain and try to make it better. Um, but as not that all... we shouldn't be better, but not that right. we shouldn't be better. But I'm I'm actually not I'm not pushing at those who want to make things better. I'm pushing at those who want to destroy what we have. Yeah. And when uh, I say destroy what we have, I mean the ones who are looking to fundamentally change the United States, the ones who are looking to um, uh, get rid of our, our economy and move into a, a communist economy. And I don't even mean, you know, democratic socialism and high in quotes, um, uh, you know, people who are looking to who are, are Marxists like Ocasio-Cortez and all the people of her ilk. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they they um, uh, sorry, my my train of thought derailed there. Um, yeah, it happens. The, you know, the, the idea that, that you can stay here and make things better in your mind, better, I air quotes that better, um, has always been a line that's drawn right up until you start making things worse for somebody else. Right. You can't, you know, you can, you can do you right up until what you're doing impacts me. And then, and then, you know, you've gone over the line in this country and that's sort of how we've, how we have drawn a lot of our laws is that, you know, you have the freedoms to do what you want to do right up until it starts impacting other people. And, 
you know, some of the behavior that we're seeing is impacting a lot of other people. You know, I agree. So let's bring it a little closer, to, close to home. Um, uh, uh, with one of our stories here, Riverside County coronavirus uh, cases and hospitalizations and ICU um, uh, intensive care unit use has is breaking records. Um, a high of 631 cases were confirmed on Tuesday, uh, while 315 people are now hospitalized, which that's still that's still a manageable number. Um, San Bernardino County coronavirus cases set a one day record and passed uh, 10,000, which is, oh my gosh. And um, that was on Tuesday. Um, uh, an additional 649 cases announced uh, Tuesday, bringing the total a number of residents infected with COVID um, uh, to the 10,010 number. That's a 6.9% increase from Monday. So uh, death remain at 234, um, according to the county's dashboard. So, yeah. well, you know, we opened up and we expected that more people would get infected and that there'd be more people who die. You know, the, yes. the, the closing down never was intended to stop that. The opening up will not stop it either. It's just, you know, we're, as long as we are managing the load that is hitting our hospitals, that's what the whole goal was there. Um, you know, be safe when you're out there. Personal distance. Wear a mask. Yeah. You know, um, and, and give the stink eye to people who aren't wearing a mask. You know, talk, you know, I mean, I'm not saying it costs anybody, but just say, where's the mask? You know, and walk on. Don't hang out with them. Yeah. I And, you know, and people say that it's a violation of their rights to make them wear a mask. No, it's not. No, it's really not. You have to wear a seatbelt when you're driving a car. Is that a violation of your rights, too? Yeah. Yeah. It's you just because you don't like it. And I have to say, I don't like it. As an asthmatic, on days that I'm wheezing, it feels oppressive. Yeah. Um, so on those days, I just don't go anywhere. Yeah. So I can be at my house, um, and and not and not wear a mask if I'm if I'm wheezing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most so, of the time, most of the time, it, I I do okay with it. But there's times where, you know, I'm getting ready to go into the grocery store and I've got the mask on, and suddenly it's like I don't feel like I can breathe well, and I have to take a minute and kind of calm myself just because it's just the sense, you know, it's just this, it's this that feeling of like your face is covered and you can't breathe well it's it's not right i just have to remind myself okay it's not really real it's just a piece of cloth take a moment take a deep breath okay now go on and you know go on and get your dog food because you've got a weenie dog at home that's hungry (laughs) a weenie dog that's going to eat you yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yes yeah speaking of, of of dogs so for these people who have been setting off fireworks pretty much every night in the middle of the stinking night, um, I don't know uh, what you're talking the about. Country. There's been Ugh. fireworks. Oh my gosh! In our yeah, neighborhood, I know. Oh my, and, and apparently, it has gotten to be such a problem that it's made the UK press. Wow. The UK press has talked about how Americans are setting off fireworks, and um, because it's it's being carried so much here and all the different yeah, well, it uh, seems to be everywhere. <laughs> It seems yeah, to be it's everywhere. Everywhere. And it's and every night and it's wee hours of the night too. Yeah. Um uh yeah, it drives me crazy. There's like people at one o'clock in the morning setting off really loud fireworks. The illegal kind, you know. Yeah. Um and you know, we've been griping about I've been griping about it on the air uh, you know, 
for for weeks because it started before Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we expected around like Fourth um, of July. You know, the week leading up and the week after, we expect that because people bought the stuff and they want to be able to use it. Yeah. But holy smokes, every night for the better part of two months, you know, because yeah, it it's happened, going started crazy. like second week of May. Um, well, I guess it's one month, second week of May to the you know to now feels like two months yeah well and pet owners are just you know it's we care about our animals and they are on edge you know they they're yeah they are they think they're under attack so there was a brush fire on tuesday yesterday in um colton um this is uh the fire was sparked between east scenic drive and award drive it took six engines to douse the fire was it uh, it was firecracker related they believe yeah, it was it was illegal fireworks. Yeah. Um, so this was uh, the firefighters from Loma Linda and San Bernardino County also responded to help the fire, uh, help put that fire down, and it came dangerously close to houses. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they used uh, they used they were using illegal fireworks. Um, and and for those of you who don't know, illegal fireworks use in the in Riverside County, and I'm sure uh, I'm, I'm sorry in San Bernardino County, and I'm sure Riverside County is uh is up there too it's a thousand dollars if you're caught so yeah a thousand dollars yeah it's hey just think how many of you have a thousand dollars to light on fire and and just set out in the driveway because that's what you're doing yeah. when you light that, that's exactly that firework on on fire is is risking that possibility you know we were talking about covid a few minutes ago and i just did a little calculation the um total confirmed worldwide is like nine million two hundred almost three hundred thousand and we're just shy. We're just shy. That's of uh, con- uh, confirmed cases, and there's and, and the confirmed global deaths is just under a half million people right now. That's um, about five percent. And if you look at the U.S. with about uh, 2.3 million cases and uh, a little over 120 million deaths, that's about five percent. So about five percent of the people who are confirmed to have COVID are dying. It's still serious. It's still serious. It, Wear your mask. Wow. Put your mask on, people. That's one in 20. Wow. Now, do you think, as I'm, I'm processing what you said, do you think yeah. it's because um, not enough people have been tested, so the number is inflated? Because by the time you show up to get to at the hospital where you would be tested, um, you're showing symptoms and, yeah. Um, you know, I, I suspect that 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 over time those numbers will change somewhat because yeah the, the, but but you know I mean our testing when I when I well that's why I checked the worldwide numbers first because there's questions about worldwide numbers and how they're reported other places but when I checked the U S and found that it's exactly the same percentages you go okay well we've done a pretty good job um, subsequently of getting um, uh, you know testing out there we've tested lots of people we're continuing to test lots of people. Yeah, we got a slow start, but we're out there testing lots of people. Um, and yeah, I think absolutely the number is probably going to change. I think that as as time goes by, we're going to figure out that there's people who who um, we hadn't tested that were, you know, non-symptomatic carriers. And um, uh, I think the percentages will change, but I don't know that they're going to change any more than 50 percent. So instead of one in 20, it's one in 40. That's still pretty high. It's still pretty high, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's um, 
And granted, yeah, you can still say, well, it's mostly people who are elderly. It's mostly people who have pre-existing conditions. It's mostly, but it's not always. It's not always. No. There are well, perfectly healthy, many... you know, 40-year-olds who have died. Oh, um, and just because somebody has diabetes, do you want them to die? Exactly. Exactly. Wear your mask. You're protecting others. You don't know that that person in line behind you at the grocery store doesn't have, uh, you know, a child with a respiratory illness or that they don't have a respiratory illness or that they've got a, a, a parent that lives with them that, that might be more susceptible and at risk. And so wear your mask. You know, wear yeah. your mask. Stay away from people when you can. Um, you know, do your social distancing because uh, this isn't over yet. You know, we've been distracted by the horrors of, you know, people being killed in our streets and uh, and then the protesting about that. And I think that that's completely a, a, appropriate that people want to protest that. But we're right in the middle of this and, and it's still going on. So just be smart, people. Please, please be smart. Now, was your uh, this is totally a uh, totally off off the. Uh, off topic. I know that you're that you were that you spent many years as a kid on an Air Force base. Mm-hmm. What Air Force base was that? Well, my dad, as most Air, Air Force people, um, get moved around, so we moved lots of places. Um, I spent a good chunk of my youth at Holloman Air Force Base in New Mexico, ah, which is okay. near where they tested the first atomic bombs, the the Trinity site. It's not too far from there. Um, and it's, uh, about 200 miles South of the, of Albuquerque and Santa Fe, the largest city in the, and the state capital. And it's sort of in this Valley that on the West side is mountains that are closed to the public because it's part of a missile test range. Um, and on the East side, the mountains are, uh, absolutely beautiful. So, um, New Mexico is a breathtakingly beautiful state with the exception of the stretch of highway off the 10 freeway because you're driving through nothing it's just nothing <laughs> it's the most, ex- the, the, the most exciting thing you will th- see through that area off the 10 you know as you're driving on the 10 freeway through new mexico is an electrical storm <laughs> which can be phenomenal but yeah yeah it's, yes. it's a long stretch of very deserty desert <laughs> and it's flat yeah it's just flat desert at that yeah. point and you're like wow this is great yeah. Woo. Uh, the tail end of the rocky <laughs> mountains do kind of come down through the center of the state so there's that um, and you can get that on the 40 you can see that when you're on the 40 but yeah. on the 10 you're too far south so yeah <laughs> i do like new mexico it's a beautiful state so i was you know, just i was just yeah curious. now my mom always said she wanted to retire there and yet she's in north carolina so there were grandbabies in North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. You go with you, you go where the grandbabies are. I get that. <laughs> so we are just about out of time today. A little bit early, a little bit early, but it's just about out of time. Um running out. Yeah. Yep, yep, yes. yep. So you gotta get on with stuff. Busy day plan. I do very busy day plans. You know, making so. things happen for the Making Hope Happen Foundation. Yeah, so well, we got to plan that. Got to plan that next uh, next virtual yes. marathon, right? Yes, we're going to be doing it in the fall, and we'll have more details as they become available. But uh, we're super excited. We want to. Uh, we're going to be doing it in celebration of homecoming, and um, 
uh, inviting people to, to represent their high schools. If you went to a San Bernardino area high school, or if you just want to support and have a good time, you can, you know, run for the Making Hope Happen Foundation. But we will be doing te teams a little bit differently and should be a whole lot of fun. Cool, so. cool. Well, I, we had a blast doing it, and it got me off the couch. So, um, you know, that's that's always a good thing. Get up and, and get moving. I took exactly. I took the weekend off, but I need to get back at it. So, so yep. anyway, let's wrap this thing. All right. So, um, thank you so much for joining us. I'm Todd Brinker. I'm Aaron Brinker. Have a Have wonderful a great day. day, everyone. <laughs>